everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet, and the best part of it is free. It's completely free. Go to HashtagBasketball.com right now. Go check it out. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I don't know, man. It's getting to the teams that maybe even I'm still confused about some of them. I'm uh, I'm really impressed with our pace in our 30 teams in, in over 30 days. We're going to be closer to 30 days than I think we've ever done in the history of the show. We're going to be really close to getting 30 teams in very, very close to 30 days. Until I looked at what teams are left. We are in the second half. We've gotten through the teams that have uh, you know, got their shit figured out. Well, the other half of the league doesn't seem to have its shit figured out, do they? Well, there's always a lot of teams that don't have anything figured out, right? Well, that's true. Uh, look at the uh, history and of this, the, this the Magic. Year, this year might be more so than ever because there are some teams that are just thinking there's a big move going down at some point, whether it's Ben Simmons or Damian Lillard or insert other star here, Bradley Beal. So they're kind of all in wait and see mode. They don't want to necessarily fill up their full 15 man roster and then not be, not have the flexibility to make some moves. Yeah. And I, I, I think there is still a definitely, obviously Ben Simmons says he's not even going to show up the training camp. I think Dane wants out. Um, and he will be out sooner than later. So there are some um, shoes to drop still, and we're kind of biding our time on the teams that might be affiliated with that. And I feel I'm a little nervous about doing the Miami Heat right now because we all know Pat Riley is in play to make a move for anyone at any time, no matter what what's going on. But the Miami Heat, it feels like they have, uh, you know, a very solid structured team ready to go into the next uh, next year. Uh, Gordon Dragic, they lost him. Uh, Iguodala's back in Golden State. Uh, Bializa and Trevor Ariza have left, uh, but they brought in Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris, and of course, resigned former Finals MVP Jimmy Buckets Butler. Is this the part of the show where you just do your five minute rant about Jimmy Butler and why he's yeah. undervalued? And all right, well, I mean, you're calling me out early in this podcast. Um, I appreciate. Well, you know what? I don't appreciate that. You're kind of a dick for doing that. But once again, Jimmy Buckets Butler, the father of LeBron James, um, is going to finish. Exactly where Jimmy Butler ends up finishing every single year. On average, last year he finished 10th in eight cat leagues. He is one of the most stellar steel guys out there. He's averaging basically low-key LeBron numbers with steals. He was 21.5, 7-7 last year with two steals. His percentages are great. The only problem is, is he still just isn't – he doesn't shoot three-pointers. He doesn't need to shoot three-pointers. He's Jimmy Butler. Why – he's always on my turn. He's been on my turn for years at this point. 
Tyler, talk me out of taking Jimmy Butler on the turn. Um, the, the, the talk out is maybe that Jimmy Butler is a little more injury prone than some of the other guys. Um, but he did play every game last year. Oh no, I guess he didn't. He played 52, my bad. Um, but again, it's been 52, 58, 65, 59. Like he's missed some games in recent years. So I guess if you're looking around and there's a lot of options there, right. We've been talking about that a lot, how there's a lot of really good players on that turn. Potentially you go for somebody else just because you feel like uh, they're going to be a little bit more healthy. Yeah, and, and Jimmy Butler has stayed consistent, playing about 34 minutes a game, playing around somewhere in the 50s. Uh, if you were concerned about totals, which, you know, you should be. You should be concerned about totals. Um, I could see you say, you know what, I'd rather, I'd rather go a different direction on the turn. Even with totals factored into last season, Jimmy Butler was the 20th ranked player in totals, only playing 52 games. So if you get 58 games out of them, you get 65 games out of them. You're still looking at someone in the top 15, top 10. Yeah, but 58, 58 is 52 because there was but, 10 sorry. less games last year. Good point. So if you get 60, 60 plus games, which is within reasons, somewhere between 60 and 70, I still think Jimmy Butler is worth taking on the turn. I think he's really a hard player to replicate it with any other single player in the entire fantasy spectrum in the entire NBA. There's really not a lot of guys who can get you seven, seven and two steals. Um, And he isn't going to really hurt you anywhere else other than of course, three pointers, but there's plenty of three pointers hanging around in the world. Maybe you go back to back, you go, you know, you get, you grab Jimmy, you get Dame and Jimmy on the turn. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if Dame will fall that far. Right. So maybe you get Paul George and Jimmy really complimentary players. Paul George, we think is up for a a kind of a bump this season. Um, Paul George is basically, he's, he's like a Jimmy light. He gets the only one steal, but the assist and and rebounds are there and the threes are there. Very complimentary players. Um, I like Jimmy Butler near the turn and certainly in the first half of the second round, I, I, I cannot believe, I would not want to play in a league where he's not, uh, he's falling out of the second round. Oh yeah. There's no way he falls out of the second round, but like you said, you could convince yourself on maybe some of these other guys, you know, the, the Paul Georges, the Trey Youngs, the Luka Doncic, the you know what I mean, and like, and then so at some point he's like at twenty, but I don't see him falling anywhere below twenty. No, absolutely not, and you shouldn't. Uh, don't overlook him. Um, maybe some people will. Maybe he's an old name. People don't like the old guys, but uh, so he could fall into that mid um, mid second round. And if you're you know pulling down a a Kevin Durant. And a Jimmy Butler or a Steph Curry and a Jimmy Butler. That's a really nice pull. Let's talk about the other guy that I really like on this team, Mr. Bam Adebayo. Another um, great all-around player, great roto player in uh, eight cat on average, finished 18th last season. A nice improvement from Bam Adebayo. Over five assists a game from basically your center. Over a steal, a block. No three-pointers. Once again, he not taking a lot of threes between their two stars. And um, 18 
No, that's 18.7, so 19 points a game, which is, you know, hard to stomach with a second round pick, but you are looking at someone with a second round value, another complimentary player to someone who's uh, you take in the first round who has a lot of scoring. Do you like Bam Adebayo this year? Do you think he can improve? Tyler, where are you taking him? Like Bam Adebayo, um, would not count him out, would not count out him improving. Um, where am I taking him? Probably in that mid to late second round. Like, I don't want him over the Butlers and the Lucas and the Tatums. But once we get past those guys, like, it becomes him. Because Bam, Vucevic, those types, like, kind of in the late second round. And Rudy Gobert, you know what I mean? And so then it's kind of pick your horse. And I don't... Well, let's just let's just say, do you like him or Vucevic better? I play in a lot of roto leagues. Um, I like Vucevic better, not by a whole lot. Now, see, I'm kind of swinging this year, and we know how big of a Vucevic guy I normally am, but I'm kind of swinging Bam just because. Do do the Bulls eat into Vucevic's usage a little bit with that kind of four-headed monster? I think it's very um, likely that uh, Vucevic will get less touches, probably not 20 shots a game like he did last year. Um, but well, and I don't think that's a hu- there's a huge tail off. He had that, that 3.8 rebounds, which really helped Vucevic too. And so like, or 3.8 assists, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, and so if the assists are down like two and a half, three, because you got the Mar handle in the ball and you got Lonzo Ball and then you got Zach Levine still there, like – at some point they all can't get their assists. Right. And so if that number drops, that's really the worry for me for Vucevic, not so much the scoring, which I do think will be down a little bit, but I think the assists are going to be down too. And so I'm kind of going for bam there. And, you know, if it's a Roto league, I'm definitely going for bam as kind of like the top center in that group in a head to head league. I, I might go for Rudy Gobert though. I think that's a very reasonable take Tyler. Um, no, no harm in my opinion taking Bam. Bam uh, definitely could improve this year as well. And um, you, you, you seem like we haven't done our Chicago episode yet, but um, I think those are very valid points for Vujovic as well. Tyler, what is the over under on guys we're going to talk about on the rest of this team? Uh, good question. There's a couple, right? And yes. one, one of my old favorites finally, finally, I think, fell off the cliff in P.J. Tucker. I still love to stream P.J. Tucker, and now I feel like he's probably uh, just a, a nothing in a standard fantasy league, which is unfortunate. I know. Um, it's how many it's guys, too bad. How many guys will the average fantasy podcast be talking about, or how many should we be talking about? So oh, that's a loaded question, Tyler. I think theor- like due to um, – contractual obligations i think we should only be talking about three more players and a couple of them in passing yeah see i i I mean to me there's really only two more players there's only one more player i would draft that's i'm with you there one of these players i would stream and maybe even be interested in with my last pick and the other one i wouldn't and most people are going to be much more interested in the one that i wouldn't i think all right. Well, who's your who's your um, late round pick from the Miami Heat? 
Duncan Robinson, just because I feel like he's going to get you a barrel ton of threes and he's going to score you enough points to matter. And so if I need that in the last round, like I'm like, Oh man, I'm a little light on threes. Oh, well here's Duncan Robinson in the last round, getting you three and a half threes a game and scoring 13 points. And maybe he's not helped me much and if anywhere else, but he's the kind of guy that could put you over the top. Yeah. I would say almost Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero are fairly interchangeable. Um, I think there's enough builds out there where you want to, get that bump in three pointers because everybody's shooting threes. And if you don't have Steph Curry, you maybe you uh, ended up with Giannis or whatever you want that late, late three and a half, three pointers per game. You could probably pick up with your last pick or even off the waiver wire. Tyler hero is probably the uh, better, all the like across the board. Like you get the five rebounds, you get the yeah, three but and see, half assists. I... They're both pretty much streamers. Yeah, and that's why that was my point is I don't think Tyler Hero is going to go in the last round, judging by what happened last year and everyone got hot on him. Now, maybe he's kind of the post-type sleeper type deal, but sure. if he's getting picked at like 100, don't pick Tyler Hero at 100. Like That's just no. a bad pick. No, don't, don't do it. That's bad. Don't be that person. Um, I think we want to – well, you know what? I think we were we were off. We, we should talk about two more people on this team. Obviously, Kyle Lowry is now on the team, is going to take uh, – do you think there is a concern around the fact that Kyle Lowry now running point on this team eats into any of the uh, kind of assists and rebounds that Jimmy Butler gets as kind of like a, a bigger guard? No, because I think we've seen the, the Kyle Lowry and another – primary ball handler type with him playing off Fred Van Vliet. And so I think like, it's going to be the same except for Jimmy Butler's a lot better than Fred Van Vliet. Like, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, the only thing that would worry me a little bit about Kyle Lowry, and this is why I think I'm going to own him in pretty much all the leagues is he is getting up there. He's 35 yep. now. And so people are going to jump and run away and say, Oh my God, no way Kyle Lowry can do what he does. And like Kyle Lowry still really, really good. Yeah, he's probably not going to average 19 or 20 points a game, but there's going to be elite assists, a pretty elite rebounds for a point guard, some good steals, some good threes. Like Kyle Lowry's just really good. So um, I think I'll own Kyle Lowry probably in a lot of leagues. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is very underrated. I think often overlooked as a very solid point guard last season. In eight cat on average, 39th, seven assists, a full steal, five rebounds, 17 points, three three pointers. Um, you know, the only thing that you know, you, you as a roto player might be concerned about is him shooting, you know, 43%. But I, you know, I, I, I'm not too worried about Dragic found a nice role on this team, and Kyle Lowry is a way better Gordon Dragic. So even still, even at this age, so I think you're going to see a lot of people overlook Kyle Lowry and he might fall down into that. Uh, do you think he might fall down into that Mike Connolly tier for a lot of people? Maybe not that far. I, I, I don't think so. But do you think a lot of people are kind of considering him a little washed? Uh, probably. I mean, he's 35. Don't people always hate on guys that are 35? They certainly do. I'm pretty close to 35 people be hating on me all the time yeah, so. so i i don't see a problem with kyle lowry being um you know you're into the third round fourth round 
guard. I mean, guards are at a premium. Into the third round seems very reasonable. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I'm not like super excited about it. But if I need a guard, he's hanging. If he's hanging around, and then the next best guy is Mike Connolly, I, I'm I'm taking Kyle Lowry. Ooh, quick question, Tyler. Lonzo Ball or Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. Ooh. Okay, interesting. We'll we'll talk more about Lonzo Ball once we get to that that the, the coveted Chicago episode. Tyler, we do have to talk about one more person, and that person's name is Victor Oladipo. Um, what's going on with Victor Oladipo? Do we know when his return is? Well, this is why I said we probably shouldn't talk about Victor Oladipo is I, I don't know. I've heard some people say that he's basically out for the whole season. I've heard some people say he's going to miss the start of the season, but be back relatively quickly. I've heard other people say that he might be healthy during training camp. I don't think we've gotten anything that's clear. Um, I, they, he just posted a video of him like shooting and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Recently. So that's good. Right. Like he's doing some stuff. Um, but again, like he didn't look great last year and then he hurt that same quad again. Like, I don't know, man. So so this becomes one of those, um, it's probably our first real like player dilemma here where you have a guy who used to uh, have, you know, be an incredibly good fantasy player who's fallen off a bit, who's injured. We don't know when he's coming back. So many unknowns. We're kind of like in this place of uh, indecision, right? We didn't, there's not enough information to make a decision. So let's play the game. Mike and Tyler appear into the future at Oladipo's bell curved results for the 2021-2022 season featuring Donda album. I'll put a Donda clip. I'm not going to put a Donda clip. We might get sued. All right. That's enough of me trying to come up with the name. Um, Oladipo. Best case scenario coming back, worst case scenario coming back. You said missing – I think the worst case scenario coming back, he still plays maybe like a month or two. Within reason, within the bell curve. Yeah, I mean, there's the potential that he plays a game, gets hurt again, and never is seen from again. I mean, that's that's in the bell curve. That's the real – well, that's the real worst case scenario. I'm saying get rid of those outliers and look at the, the, the middle of the bell curve. Worst case, two months. Best case, he misses a month. Do you really want a player, you know, now bell curve his his, his results? Is he going to play 30 minutes a game? Is he going to play 29 minutes a game? 28? Well, and this is the real issue maybe is why are you drafting him unless you're sure he's going to play on opening night? Yeah, I, I just – I can't see where he gets more than 30 minutes a game. I can't see uh, – uh, if he comes out preseason and they're like, yeah, he's going to start, like he's going to come out and not only is he going to, he's, is he going to play? He's going to start. Yeah. But even if, even if they what do say I do that, with, yeah. What do I do with the information? He's going to play 28 minutes a game. He's he was the well, 94th ranked player last year, shooting 40%. Here's the, the other thing too, is like, he's played 36, 19 and 33 games the last two years, or last three years. And 
it's all basically been that same quad injury. So, unfortunately, I mean, Victor Oladipo for a long time was one of my favorite players, but like, there's a potential that this is just kind of it. They just can't get healthy from it. And so, yeah. if you're telling me he's going to play 20 games, like, I don't want Victor Oladipo on fantasy. And there's nothing against Victor Oladipo. Like, I'm hoping he gets healthy and he gets right and he plays 70 games. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm hoping for it. There are far too many unknowns here. It's a complete stay away from me. For me, unless he is healthy come preseason, they say he's going to either play or start in the first game. And then, maybe then, I'm still not taking him until my last few picks because I don't know what I'm going to get out of him. I don't know how long I'm going to get him. And quite frankly, I don't know how many, how healthy he is to play more than 28 minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, like, I still don't want relevant. Him, I, I don't want him in my top 100 for sure. Like if it's one of my last two picks and it's just like, okay, well, I'm throwing a dart at the board. And if he's gets hurt, then I'm just going to drop him and go for X on the waiver wire. Duncan Robinson. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. But other than that, I mean, I'm, I think I'm good. I just don't want him. Yeah. And in a deeper league, like he's pretty much a, a complete stay away for me, unless it's like my last pick. Cause like there's not going to be much on the way of water to replace him if he gets hurt. No, not at all. Um, would you even take him in a in limited IR league? Probably not just because I feel like I'm going to see somebody else on the board that I'm going to want more than Victor Depot in the sense that I just have no idea what he's going to give me. That's fair. Um, Tyler, I think that's it for the Miami Heat. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us. Check us out on Patreon. Support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Or subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Here after the beautiful Labor Day weekend, uh, we will be getting into mock drafts. We'll be getting into um, getting our rankings out there. Um, and our patrons will get our exclusive sleeper episode. So check those out. Subscribe. Um, or just follow us on Twitter and let us know what you want to hear about going into the season. We will catch you next time.